Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 12. Arise, ye people, take your stand. Cast out your idols from the land. Above all doctrine, form or creed, is found the truth that meets your need. Christ's promise stands, they that believe, his work shall do, his power receive. Hymn number 12. If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. Our theme for tonight is, The Truth That Heals. 
And the readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible. John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had thus spoken, he spat on the ground and made clay of the spittle. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is, by interpretation, sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. Luke. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. 
And immediately he rose up before them and took up that whereon he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. John. Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? 2 Corinthians God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. As adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. In Christian science, a denial of truth is fatal. While a just acknowledgement of truth and of what it has done for us is an effectual help. God is truth. And the forces of truth are moral and spiritual, not physical. All truth is from inspiration and revelation, from spirit, not from flesh. Thus we see that spirit is truth and eternal reality, that matter is the opposite of spirit, referred to in the New Testament as the flesh at war with spirit. Hence, that matter is erroneous, transitory, unreal. In science, body is the servant of mind, not its master. Mind is supreme. Science reverses the evidence of material sense with the spiritual sense that God, spirit, is the only substance, and that man, his image and likeness, is spiritual, not material. This great truth 
does not destroy, but substantiates man's identity together with his immortality and pre-existence or his spiritual coexistence with his maker. The full truth is found only in divine science, where we see God as life, truth, and love. In the scientific relation of man to God, man is reflected not as human soul, but as the divine ideal, whose soul is not in body, but is God, the divine principle of man. This science of God and man is the Holy Ghost, which reveals and sustains the unbroken and eternal harmony of both God and the universe. It is the kingdom of heaven, the ever-present reign of harmony, already with us. Hence the need that human consciousness should become divine in the coincidence of God and man. In contradistinction to the false consciousness of both good and evil, God and devil, of man separated from his maker. When, by losing his faith in matter and sin, one finds the spirit of truth, then he practices the golden rule spontaneously. On this basis, how many are following the way-shower? We follow truth only as we follow truly, meekly, patiently, spiritually, blessing saint and sinner with the leaven of divine love, which woman has put into Christendom and medicine. Mankind will improve through science and Christianity, the necessity for uplifting the race is father to the fact that mind can do it. For mind can impart purity instead of impurity, strength instead of weakness, and health instead of disease. Truth is an alterative in the entire system and can make it every whit whole. When speaking of God's children, not the children of men, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. That is, truth and love reign in the real man, showing that man in God's image is unfallen and eternal. Jesus beheld in science the perfect man, who appeared to him where sinning mortal man appears to mortals. In this perfect man, the Savior saw God's own likeness, and this correct view of man healed the sick. 
Thus Jesus taught that the kingdom of God is intact, universal, and that man is pure and holy. Man's privilege at this supreme moment is to prove the words of our master. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear, this is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. Thus we may establish in truth the temple, or body, whose builder and maker is God. Truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wings the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind. The promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 175. Lo, he sent his word and healed them. 
Still that word of God is here. Still its tender healing message speaks to every listening ear. Truth divine that overcometh all the ills that seem to be. In our hearts thy word abiding, we may know thee and be free. Hymn number 175. And welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible, 
and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites. Many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspiring word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found one or more of our websites, have found our church, has found God's sacred word, and we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. There is so much material that we're offering included on our website, and it's all free of charge, and it comes with the love of this church. And I'd like to point out a couple of items that are on our, our homepage of our English website, one of which is a beautiful poem written by Mary, Mary Baker Eddy entitled, I Shall Labor On. I highly recommend reading it. And of course, I cannot fail to mention our most recent issue of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. The theme of this issue is, Lest We Forget. I highly recommend reading that magazine. It is quite special. Uh, join us every Sunday morning. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. We have a teleconference feature dedicated for the Sunday school. And as a result, many of our students who don't live in the area attend our Sunday school by telephone. And what this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and our teachers there would be most happy to welcome your child. A couple more announcements before we carry on. <clears throat> our membership meeting has been rescheduled for one week later. It's on Thursday, September 28th. So keep that in mind. It starts at 8 p.m. sharp. And on that day, September 28th, we will having our Unity Watch at 10 o'clock only. So please make a note. The time for our membership meeting, this is for those of you who have joined us in membership, has been rescheduled for Thursday, September 28th, 8 o'clock sharp. And our Bible study it will be resuming very shortly, in 10 days from tonight, to tonight. The first session will be on Saturday morning, September 30th at 10 a.m. So mark your calendars and plan on joining us on Saturday, the 30th of September, at 10 o'clock for a wonderful Bible study. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, 
which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Keep in mind, however, when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So we kindly ask that you be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Janet from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for the powerful readings tonight. I would like to give gratitude tonight for my practitioner. I'm so very, very grateful for her love and devotion to God, to Mrs. Eddy, Christ Jesus, and this cause of Christian science. She has been a beautiful example of what it's like to live this science of the Christ. And she is a great comfort to me when I call for her support. I really can't thank her enough. I would also like to thank the members at Plainfield for their dedication and faithfulness to this wonderful Plainfield Independent Church for all of the material that we have on the website. Through my study of these, all of these materials, lessons, etc., articles, I feel I'm growing in my understanding of Christian science. Thank you all, and I love you all very much. Thank you. Ella from Ontario, go ahead. Good evening. I'm so grateful for the round tables. In fact, I can't wait till Sunday at 10 a.m. comes around. Last Sunday, the round table handling matter was particularly inspiring for me. In in inwardly, I asked God and listened to how I can let go of matter and all its trappings. I started getting rid of all the empty jars I was storing for a possible time of need. I had three boxes in the garage ready for disposal. Then I delivered a big, heavy tote of high school documents to my daughter. Everything belonged to her. Other stuff went to the second-hand store. Then it occurred to me that never, that never will it, there be a true shortage of anything I truly will need. The idea of hoarding items just vanished. I actively look 
for people or places to give items away. The impulse and speed with which ideas come to me seems to be speeding up. So grateful for this truly liberating stage of spiritual growth. Thank you, Roundtable, and all who participate. Thank you. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead. Tonight, I would like to first say thank you for the song the chorus sang on Sunday. While the words were perfect for today's world, the musicality was absolutely splendid. I love listening to the chorus and especially enjoy it when John joins in and shares his special voice with us. The chorus helped make my Sunday, and I can't wait to listen to this song and others in the kitchen while I am cooking. Also on Sunday, when one of the hymns were announced, I first turned to hymn 16, and it caught my eye, and I would like to share with you stanza three. I sing my way today. My heart is joyous, free. For what is thine is ever mine. I find myself in thee. What a perfect way this hymn is to start every day. Thank you, Mrs. Eddie in Plainfield. And everyone, enjoy the rest of your day. Good night. Thank you. Someone's calling in from area code 847. Can you please announce yourself and then go ahead with your testimony? Hi, my name is Stephanie Quinn, and I'm calling from North Carolina. God is all in all. One of the things I'm practicing more and more is disciplining my thought to the fact that God is all, that God is with me, always letting me know the way I should go and be. And when I listen, oh, how smooth life is. Tonight, I'm sharing a couple of short healings involving chickens. So my life is going on very nicely and my thought pretty steady on God. But then one day, a friend accidentally ran over one of her chickens with a tractor and broke its leg. So she set the leg in a cast and gave her to me. Adding a single chicken to a group is nearly impossible, but she knows I'm good with animals because I've, I've done it before. But then when I got home, I realized I had not done this before with a lame chicken. And that's when I forgot all about God. And instead of turning to God as I normally would, I was looking up things on the Internet, trying this, trying that. Long story short, within 48 hours, I had complete and total chaos. Too many fires to put out. Worry, worry, worry. On top of that, one of my own chickens got hurt. That's when I saw my mistake in trying to muscle through problems without God. And that's when I finally remembered that God, who is all in all, is ready to help with ideas that work and solve any human problem, and chicken problems also. I intended to do some reading, but just then my eyes, which had been had become inflamed, within moments escalated into being crusted up and swollen shut. I had to open my eyes with my fingers to get around my house. It was time to get some help, so I found my phone and called the practitioner at the Plainfield Christian Science Church. With her prayerful support to raise my mental state, soon I felt God's presence and God lifting me out of that dark pit. And before long, chaos turned into an ordered, peaceful life again and everything resolved. 
I'm very grateful for the practitioner at Plainfield Church who helped me. So that's what happened to me when I forgot about God and how quickly God destroyed the evil that seemed to attack my life. Now here's what happens when I do a better job of remembering God. I work as a musician and I've got a habit I've done all my life. When I have a demanding performance on the day of the job, I piddle around and look for all kinds of things to create a situation so at the last minute, I'm scrambling to get ready and barely out the door in time. It never fails to put me in just the right mood to do my best. So one day I had a travel and solo job and I was all packed and ready, but it was 15 minutes early. And I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh, this never happened. Well, now what am I going to do? On that day, God was very close to me in thought, so I asked God, should I leave and arrive early? No, that couldn't possibly be right. Or should I wait and, and leave 15 minutes later? I stayed quiet, listening for an answer. And the thought came to feed my chickens. And I said out loud, I already fed them. And I heard again, go feed the chickens. So that's what I did. So I went out to their area and just as I, and fed them. And just as I was about to go back to my car, out of the corner of my eye, I saw the corner of the fence didn't run a small mass of black. I couldn't figure out what it was, so I went over to get a closer look. What in the world is this thing? It didn't move, so I touched it, and it was soft. I moved even closer and saw it was the belly of my rooster. My dear Mr. Bubbles, the rooster, was hanging upside down, his beak hanging from his body, and six of his long, curved talons were caught and tangled in the double fencing. I spoke to Mr. Bubbles in a calm voice, telling him I'm going to help. Not wanting to injure him or cut wires, making a hole for predators to come in at night, I again turned to God, who guided me every step to free him. All the while, Mr. Bubbles stayed calm. When he was loosened, he went off, but he was limping. So I told him out loud, God is right here with you. You are perfectly made. The next morning, he was up and protecting the flock, walking just fine. And then he paused and he saw me, giving me a steady gaze, which really touched my heart. It was a day that day when it happened up in the 90s, and I didn't get home for five hours. Had I not listened to God, it would not have ended well. In the Bible, it says, pray without ceasing. It's very important to stay diligent in prayer and listen because God is ready to solve problems and give us a smooth and good, happy life. I give thanks to Christian Science Church Plainfield Independent for putting all the good articles and recordings online so we can all turn turn ah, recordings online so we can all turn tune in to help maintain this closeness to God. Thank you. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead. Good good evening, everyone. I want to thank God for a demonstration I had recently regarding there is no loss in the kingdom of heaven. I usually wear contact lens, and the other day, early in the morning, when I was putting on one of the lenses, it dropped me, it dropped from my hands, and I lost sight of it. I looked for it in the floor on the dresser where I put the lenses on. I looked on the bed 
Two, because contact lenses are very volatile. Sometimes they appear far away from where you expect them. Even my son helped me to look for it, but we didn't succeed. We couldn't find it. At this moment, I started thinking about the infinite mind and that there is no loss in the kingdom of heaven. This contact lens was practically new. I bought it recently. But I was running late and I had to go to work. So the immediate solution was to use a no-spare lens. I put everything in God's hands. I forgot about it and I went to work. And I didn't think about it anymore during the day. But in the evening, as I was getting ready for going to bed, suddenly I saw the lens in the middle of my dresser, nicely arranged and shining in my sight. What happened? What happened was that the girl who does the housekeeping at home came in that day and found the lens while she was putting things in order. I didn't talk to her that day. We didn't see each other. So she didn't know anything about the lens. She just came in, did her cleaning, put things away, and naturally, without knowing, she found the lens on the dresser. I think as she moved things around, she could have dropped the lens on the floor without realizing it. But no, there was a cry watching over everything. What a relief for me to get the lens back. Actually, I realized that the contact lens was never lost. I just couldn't see it, and neither could my son. But someone else could see it. The spiritual idea was always under the eye of the mind. How wonderful it is to know that these things are not coincidence. To know that divine intelligence is always present and that God uses his creatures for his purposes. I am so grateful for the wonderful truths and teachings of Christian science. To know that divine love's presence is with us and she meets our needs. I quote, my son, you are always with me, and all my things are yours, end quote. As we read in Luke 15:31, in the golden text of the last substance lesson of this church, God is good, and she loves us very much. I am so grateful to Mrs. Eddie for her tremendous spiritual work. I am also grateful for the several testimonies I have heard in this independent church regarding the non-existence of love. Sharing testimonies helps us so much to re-educate our thinking. Dear Plainfield, muchas gracias. Thank you. Dale from Virginia, go ahead. Thank you. Um, thank you for those powerful readings on the truth that heals. In the book, The Life of Mary Baker Eddy by Sybil Wilbur, there is an account of Mrs. Eddy's 
than Mrs. Patterson's first demonstration of mind science. A boy had a very painful bone felon, and Mrs. Eddy asked if he would allow her to heal it. After readily agreeing, he was asked to not look at it or do anything to it. The pain was soon gone, then he forgot about it and was found to be well. This reminded me of an incident when our daughter was in the third grade. She cut her finger deeply with a pair of shears. Initially, there was a great deal of pain, but through prayer, that subsided and disappeared. The finger was cleaned and bandaged each day, but after several days, they didn't appear to be knitting together. The finger was dark and cold, and she said she had no feeling at the end of her finger. I rebandaged her finger. She went off to school, and I immediately went to God for an answer. It came clearly that this was no part of her. I turned to the definition of God and acknowledged that as God's reflection, she could only express the qualities of God. Warmth, love, cooperation, wholeness, perfection. I spent time in prayer until I felt free from all concern and knew that she was fine. That afternoon, she came home from school. She showed me her finger, which was now pink, normal color, warm, with normal feeling. The wound quickly healed from the inside out and was quickly forgotten. I will be eternally grateful to have known about Christian science from an early age, to know about a father-mother God who can be turned to at any time, anywhere, and in any situation. I'm very grateful for Christ Jesus' example of perfect love. Mary Baker Eddy's selfless dedication to share the science of the Christ with all of humanity and to God's remnant in this independent Christian Science Church, sending truth out to the world. And it is healing and blessing. And thank you, everyone, for the testimonies this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude tonight for the Plainfield Christian Science website once again. It is an endless collection of truth filled writings, so many beautifully read aloud by the Plainfield workers, and also available to download and read for yourself. Each way is different, and while listening to the writings is so terrific, reading them yourself really lends more to a study and pondering and reflecting on what is written. Also, I'm so grateful for the newest on the lineup, whoismarybakeretty.com. Mrs. Eddy stated once that it's very important for Christian scientists to know the history of Christian science. This website is full of that wonderful history and a perfect place to send someone to learn about Mary Baker Eddy. With all of the slanderings done her on the mainstream Internet, this site lends such credibility to our amazing leader, credibility that she, of course, earned tenfold, but that nonetheless needs to be reinforced in this day and for this age. 
Thank you, thank you, God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, and thank you, Plainfield. Good night. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Thank you for the beautiful service tonight, all the wonderful testimonies, and for the very inspiring readings. I wanted to express my gratitude to God for this church where we're being taught how to live and practice Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for all she endured and sacrificed to give us this precious, priceless gift. It was read in last night's watch, quote, What greater hope can we have but in knowing that we have access to Mrs. Eddy's science of the Christ, unquote. I couldn't stop thinking about how wonderful that is, what a blessing this is, and the greatest gift that we could ever be given. No matter what the circumstances may be or how dire the condition might seem to be or how chaotic life or the news seems to appear, we have in divine science an exact truth, a scientific fact, that we can turn to to counter these false beliefs. We've been given all that we need to gain a sense of peace and strength, health, harmony, and dominion through the study of Christian science. I loved what was read tonight from Science and Health, that, quote, it is man's privilege at this supreme moment to prove the words of our Master, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never see death. To divest thought of false trusts and material evidences in order that the spiritual facts of being may appear. This is the great attainment by means of which we shall sweep away the false and give place to the true. I am so grateful for our textbook, Science and Health, with key to the scriptures, and for all the teachings and resources that we're given here to work with to gain a better understanding of Christian science. I'm so very grateful for my practitioner's strong support, which is helping me to stay grounded in this truth. And I'm so very grateful for the outreach done in this church through our website and the watches and prayers done here to bring Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science to the world. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. Thank you very much for tonight's readings. I just love how Christ Jesus never answered people in the way that they might have wanted, but instead he replied with the divinely inspired words that they needed. I've learned here to wait on God for what to say and what to do and when to do it. And it really takes the fear away to leave it all in God's hands. Especially since there's no question that when I tried to control things before coming here, I just messed everything up. I felt led to give this testimony because I get a lot of emails and texts. Sometimes I I just don't know what to say at first. But since I've been learning to wait on God, I no longer feel pressured to just make something up based on previous experience, but rather I know to simply be patient and and the answer will come. 
It's such a joy to trust God to give me the words in all situations. And I'm so grateful to have learned this from all that is taught here about Christian science and from regular practitioner support. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Phil in Australia. Good evening. I'd like to give gratitude for the Unity Watchers, which are always a great source of inspiration. The September 14 Unity Watch resonated with me. I'd been troubled by seeing some neighbours with health issues of legs, ankles and mobility. The Watch by Mary Baker Eddy from Lessons of the Seventh Day, page 154, says, quote, There is a spiritual reversal for every argument of evil. And be watchful and demonstrate that truth and love can and do triumph over every obstacle that confronts us and vanquish every temptation that assails us, end quote. This was a real wake-up call, as the temptation was to believe the sad human picture. We learn in Christian science, if we accept the evil picture in others, then we're accepting it as being real for ourselves too, which breaks the first commandment. My consciousness was my reality. As we heard in the readings, Jesus said, The kingdom of God is within you. And Jesus beheld in science the perfect man. End quote. I reversed the unreliable sense testimony and knew that God, divine mind, sees his perfect ideas as the expression, reflection, manifestation, image, and likeness of strength, grace, uprightness, perfection, harmony, health peace and bliss. No mortal minds or animal magnetism, only divine mind. And using the unity watch for inspiration, no pain, fear, attack, manipulation, bondage, swelling, manifestation of evil or disruption of any rightful activity in the kingdom of God. Not possible and mobility was certainly a rightful activity. Truth and love reign. And quote, This word of God stands forever and cannot be reversed. End quote. In the 1928 dictionary, word is defined as divine revelation. I felt a great peace as this was the truth, and my troubled thoughts were gone. I was very grateful for this learning, and for Mary Baker Eddy in discovering and publishing Christian Science, and for Plainfield Independent for sharing pure Christian Science with the world. And thanks for those fine readings tonight. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank this glorious independent Christian Science Church for putting the truth out into the world. Years ago I was searching to find God. I had to know God. 
I had to know the truth. To this end, I studied the world's religions, reading theologies of many different religions from around the world, but nothing touched the flame of God's love that I had felt in my heart, the love that saved me and rescued me so many times during my brutal, formative years. One of the concepts that I came across during these years of searching was quantum physics, which is the study of the universe at the subatomic level in the hope to answer the questions, what is energy and what is matter? I found this line of study fascinating because expert after expert in this field for numerous decades came to the same conclusion that what seemed to be solid was not solid And the conclusion these groups of scientists came to was that all things are comprised not of matter, but of energy and information, and that matter does not think for itself. This was but one way that God spoke to my thinking to help me understand that this energy and information that held the entire universe and everything in it, well, it came from God. It is God's energy, God's information, God's ideas that these quantum scientists were trying to comprehend. Combining this with my scriptural study at that time lifted my thought. I loved science and health on so many levels right from the first moment I read the sublime words of Mary Baker Eddy. I knew immediately that it was God speaking through her. I knew God had been extremely patient with me all the way from when I first felt the watch prayers in my youth, all the way through to today. One of the most famous and prolific scientific thinkers of modern times, Albert Einstein, said of Mrs. Eddy's textbook, quote, Science and health is beyond this generation's understanding. It is the pure science. And to think that a woman knew this over 80 years ago. End quote. And Einstein would have stated that over 70 years ago. So again it occurs to me just how patient, loving and forgiving is our beloved Father Mother God to give us all so many blessings, impressions, footsteps to prepare our thought to receive him. As the promise in Jeremiah states, quote, For they shall all know me. From the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. I am very grateful for the clear instruction given at this church that enables any honest seeker to receive the quickening spirit of understanding for themselves. And as was expressed at Sunday's roundtable, this understanding comes when you prove it, when you are obedient to the still small voice within you. It doesn't come before then. It comes after the obedience to God. End quote. Thank you so much for sharing this truth with us. I am so grateful to our holy practitioners at this church for all the pure teaching in Christian science that we are given here. My everlasting thanks to our Lord God Almighty, King of the universe, to Christ Jesus and to Mary Baker Eddy, for these truths of everlasting life. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. Thank you. Craig. Thank you so much, Gary, for those 
really helpful and in healing readings. Uh, having Christian science, true healing Christian science, is the most remarkable thing that has ever happened. As if, not just I, but each of us has been prepared through all our days for this moment. Because God is needed by everyone and everywhere all the time. And there is no brighter light in this world than a working Christian scientist. And light is needed in order to see where you should go and what you should do by anyone and everyone and everything. And, and I uh, found that this work is also the safest thing that anyone could ever do. Mary Baker Eddy had said, as we taught here, the only power <clears throat> The only power you ever have is the good you embody and the good works you do, paraphrasing it. But I find that in doing the watches and in carefully listening and thinking right <clears throat> and doing right according to as we've been taught, I've been safe and healthy uh, recently. I had chest pains, and uh, it's become, it's almost natural now, I immediately say, the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life, which means that, yes, God made me, and God has a purpose for me, and if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be able to do anything of worth. But that just uh, starts it, because I realize as we're teaching and taught that everybody is his and everybody has to be seen and, and, and supported and lifted up everywhere as his. And that's, that's daily work. And, that, and the, as I started to think about that and the animals and the flora, and my whole body started to act right and, and the pain just left. Uh, and so I, I thank God that he's pro provided us for the world to be helped, lifted to see themselves as his ideas and to, <clears throat> and to do as he would have them do, which is natural and normal and what they in truth for really are doing. They're loving, they're blessing, they're, they're lifting up their brother. They're telling their brother what he is and what he can do, and, and helping. I thank God for this place in this world that he's placed us. It has truly been satisfying. Thank you. Mary. Good evening. Um, I have some beautiful things to read tonight. I probably won't be able to read all of them, but here we go. First, Virginia. Just found the September 2023 Love is the Liberator, such a brilliant issue, thrilling information, blessed and inspiring truths, and beautiful and superb photos. Many, many thanks to all with love. And that's with the theme of Lest We Forget. And then again from Virginia, many thanks for the roundtable and church service on Sunday, September 17th. So much to inspire and work with and ending with the account of Louisa May Alcott and Francis Hodgson's Burnett's meeting with the healer, 
Mary Baker Eddy. The description of Mrs. Eddy and the effects it had on those who met with her brought tears of love and joy and grateful thanks for this precious truth and our precious leader. The harmony and peace Mrs. Eddy conveyed sets an example for us to emulate and strive to follow her example as she followed Christ. The crowning holy touch of the two hours was the beautifully inspiring singing of Breathe on Us Again. Thank you for so many blessings. And then Pennsylvania. The song sung at Sunday service was so beautiful, such a beautiful way to pray for country and church, focused on renewal as I remember it. We listened again to this beautiful prayer and song. Some of what caught our attention was, O Spirit, send a revival to this nation. Restore the church that bears your name, and so much more. It truly is a beautiful prayer and song. Thank you. And then Canada. I so agree. Many thanks to Bruce, Jared, Don, John, and Faith for this timely, holy, and beautiful song of prayer. It brought more than a tear, and I have listened to it again and again. It's a prayer and song for individual and collective meditation. And then South Dakota. I'm so grateful. Thank you, God, for Plainfield and the dedicated workers that provide their inspiration and dedication to the meetings, services, website, support, and thank you, too, for the loving practitioner support provided here. Such has provided the support I needed to see past or right through the angry facade of one who had been caught up in a past family grievances, one so real to her that she was allowing the past to define her being as having no worth. Thus she maintained a sense of hurt and despair and bitterness, so deep that she did not love herself or others. I see the result change as the pathway from sense to soul, and it is being unfolded. Hallelujah that God's love does not allow us to see a hurt, bitter, or reacting child as the reality of their own reality. Thank you, Plainfield, for the inspiration you provide to all of us as we go on our way, learning, realizing, acknowledging, and demonstrating that God is love. Mary Baker Eddy tells us that conscious worth satisfies the hungry heart, and nothing else can. Thank you for God. Thank you, God, for her dedicated life. And then this is a testimony from Mississippi. This is a testimony that I hope demonstrates the power of prayer, how small words of assurance can have a giant impact on potential outcomes and validates, if only by one example, how strongly the influence of sharing a testimony of healing or simply offering a positive thought or blessing can inspire someone over a thousand miles away. I am a biochemist by education and a food scientist by trade, heading up the new product development, innovation, and quality control efforts at a food manufacturing company in southern Mississippi. About four weeks ago, my company was audited by a third-party cert certification group. Without the positive endorsement from this third party, greater than one-third of the company's customer's base would be lost resulting in a devastating business failure. 
Ultimately, and on an annual basis, the burden for a successful outcome of this audit falls squarely on my shoulders. It is hard to describe the crushing psychological pressure that is created when the future of an entire business is at stake and failure is not an option. In the weeks leading to the audit, I felt uneasy, concerned, and apprehensive about the likelihood of a successful outcome. The proverbial David versus Goliath, a a simple slingshot versus the vast, intimidating power of a corporate bureaucracy and threat of annihilation. I thought to myself that the only way we have any chance of passing the audit would be at the mercy of a sympathetic auditor, one who might be inclined to turn a blind eye to any potential shortcomings that may be found. Unfortunately, on the morning of the audit, this is not what was received. More accurately, if there is an example of the complete opposite, it was delivered to our doorstep. Monday morning, 7.45 a.m., 15 minutes early, clipboard in hand, pencil sharpened, and ready for the carnage to begin. (laughs) Very descriptive there. It was only within the first 15 minutes of the two-day audit that the auditor left the conference room to call a supervisor to discuss that an apparent critical non-conformance had been found. At that point, I had a strong feeling that the company failed the audit without a question. However, at the end of the two-day audit, the resulting score ended up being either a passing score of 88 or a failing score of 84. The final decision was to be made 10 days after a further executive review of the findings. In other words, the company was left in a unique 10-day purgatory existing somewhere between success and failure. I I drove home from work that night feeling defeated, concerned, and disheartened. I could only imagine the worst. Surely we would receive the failing score and that the next 10 days would be torture, torturous period of anxious waiting in anticipation for devastating news. These feelings of panic and fear would, not, would soon end. On Wednesday, August 23rd, the day of the Plainfield Christian Science Testimony meeting, my wife, Mary, and I listened together to the service. On that particular night, Bruce gave a testimony about helping a friend with his construction business and dealing with an aggressive and threatening building inspector. The circumstances he described were amazingly similar to the situation I was right in the middle of. It was as if his testimony was meant for me to hear at that exact moment. The parallels were uncanny, and it was no coincidence for me to be hearing his testimony at that very instant I knew that Bruce's testimony was meant for me to hear, delivered to me, for me, from Plainfield, New Jersey, sent at the speed of light through the evening darkness, directly to a tiny Mississippi town over 1,100 miles away. Bruce reveals something in his testimony that resonated in my mind and heart, words which gave me peace. He stated that during his situation, he just knew that God has the answer, and God is always here with us and in control, and that God is amazingly good and can do great things. The moment I heard those words, something so comforting came over me, a sense of solace, a realization that I knew it was all going to be all right. During the days waiting for the final result, 
Anytime I had a negative thought about a potential devastating outcome of the situation, I immediately thought about Bruce's testimony and switched my thoughts of worrying and concern to a knowing certainty that God would do something great. Only good, glorious outcomes come from God, and I do not need to have any fear or concern because God is with me and God protects me. Several days later, we received the result of the audit, a passing score of 86. Not coincidentally, this is the exact numerical average of the two potential opposing scores. The answer was a well-placed stone delivered right between the eyes of impossible odds, a solution positioned precisely right in the middle, the flawless solution, a pure and perfect God-given glorious outcome. Without question, God is always with you, especially in times of need or despair, and can and will guide the tractatory of a small stone to defeat the looming presence of a seemingly unconquerable threat. This is only a small example of how simple words of faith and of hope and the power of Almighty God can have a huge impact on someone facing seemingly invincible odds someone who you don't even know, and even someone over a thousand miles away. I offer this testimony to anyone and everyone who may need comfort or reassurance and pray that it will find others, just as Bruce's testimony found me. I express my deepest thanks and appreciation to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent for broadcasting testimonials of healing, hope, and comfort for all to hear. I don't think I have much to say after that. <laughs> Thank you all for this beautiful meeting tonight. And God with you all. Have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 201, fourth verse. Then open wide your heart to truth and light and love. You then shall know your life is hid with Christ in God above. Hymn number 201.